When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you Monday to Friday at 10am UK time. Joined this morning by Umar. How you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, I'm good. I'm loving the new kit. So see, see you. I'm wearing it, unveiling it. Very nice. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I like beautiful. that you can undo the button. Yeah. Like, I hate when shirts have like a button and you can't, it's just there for effect. Like, More posh, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, so I'd much rather I was like I was like a kid at school that was always being told to do his top button up. So, mm. you know, it's permanently undone, always. Um, but uh yeah, no, it's very nice. Uh I would recommend if people are planning on getting a kit, this is a pretty nice one to get. Um so yeah, very, very happy with that. Uh how are you this morning? You good, you well? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Uh, a bit tired, but yeah, apart from that, all good. How about yourself? Yeah, not bad. Surviving, surviving. I'm looking forward to my weekend off. Um, Guided to not be going to the game in some ways, but uh, in other ways not. I think that it's uh, it's going to be a weekend of chill for me and mm. hopefully Arsenal can secure a result. So I'm not going to be uh, all done in. On the are, are, you going, are, you going, are you going anywhere on Saturday with the missus? Uh, I think we're going to try and, and uh, find a way of catching the game. Um, I knew you were going to say that. That's what I was going to uh, say. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my next response. Like you said, I'm going, I'm, going to nice, yeah. I'm going to a nice uh, lunch setting. Next response would have been, TC, you're going to be on your phone. Mm, mm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look, if I'm scrolling through Twitter and someone's playing the game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly. can I do? Yeah. Exactly. Um, what can I do? Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I am intrigued to see if Arsenal can kind of have a game this weekend where they just kind of blow the opponent away because Fulham are going to be without Tim Ream. Um, they've mm. already, I think, what, they lost their first two games, I think. Um, yeah, they have. They have, I think. A quick look. Fulham, uh, they did draw. Oh, no, yeah. they beat um, Everton, sorry, on the first Oh, game. they beat 1-0 um, away from home. Okay. Yeah, Deckard over Reed with a 1-0 goal i mean they had nine shots two on target compared to everton's 19 nine on target that game um and then they lost to brentford obviously uh they're already one nil down when they lost to, uh when they lost tim ream and then gave away a penalty which was of obviously that situation and then uh considering the 92nd minute as well to another brian and waymo goal who seems to be a bit of a fantasy asset for people if you've not got him i think you probably need to get him uh, mm-hmm. from the look of things um, but uh, talking about Arsenal transfers and who Arsenal might be getting, um, it doesn't look like they're going to be getting Mohamed Kudosumar, who's off to West Ham from the looks of things. Yeah, it seems that deal is now uh, dead in the water. I think, it, in the back of my mind, I think he's always hoped a bigger club may have come in for him in, mm. in, in terms of Arsenal, in terms of Chelsea, and that's why he's been a bit hesitant in, say, agreeing personal terms with the likes of Brighton, with the likes of West Ham. But as the days go by, his probably representatives have said to him, look, 
would probably think no team is going to come in for you. And would you rather stay at Ajax for one more season or would you rather go to West Ham where you will be playing European football uh, in the Europa League? Um, you will be in London, which is a big factor for many players because you see it before. You're going to get, come to London. You're going to come to a fantastic city, um, the heart of the capital, good wages, a decent Premier League team, um, which is there there and thereabouts in the table. So it's a go- good opportunity for Kudus. And look, he's an ambitious player. He would have probably thought that he could be heading to an Arsenal or Chelsea. But West Ham's not a bad club for him. I think West Ham will get the best out of him. Um, but yeah, look, it's, it's, it seemed that when we had that injury to Timber... In the back of my mind, I was always fearful that it could stop our plans in terms of bringing in attacking player to basically um, allow Saka to get a breather at times. And I think the now priority has shifted in terms of getting a replacement for Timber, or not necessarily say a replacement for Timber, but getting a defensive replacement uh, completely. And I think that's the priority for now for Arteta, for Edu and the hierarchy as well as shifting players. So, look, it's a a blow, but I don't think it's that much of a blow in terms of um, Arsenal's ambitions uh, for this season. Uh, It's a tough one because, like, I think that had Arsenal been able to move players on, like Balogun, Pepe, sooner in the window, maybe we we would be in for this guy. Mm. I feel as though that the, the attempts to move players on and, you know, the fact that it's been a bit of a a slog, if you like, to try and do these deals to get players gone, even though I kind of always thought that it would go down to the end of the window with these types of outgoings because they're just not at the top of anybody's lists. Um, I think that has affected the ability to ultimately, you know, do these types of deals, um, which is annoying and frustrating. But is there something to be said that it's West Ham that he's going to? Like Chelsea haven't come in for him despite missing out on Michael Elise. Um, we've not gone in for him and City have obviously wanted an attacking player as well and they've gone off for some other players they, look like they might be going in for Eze they look like going for Mateus Nunez as well you know Ajax I feel like Ajax to West Ham with respect it's a bit of a step back actually yeah me. no yeah, no. It's, it's, you're completely right in terms of club, the Premier League and people yeah. will say well he's moving to the Premier League which is a step up but I know, Ajax I know. are like you know yeah, <laughs> exactly. European pedigree, uh, culture club, good status. But I think people now coming to the Premier League, it's, it's, it's a big plus for these players because it now gives them that opportunity to showcase their performances week in, week, in, week out at the highest level for, for a good club. And it gets you potentially a better move in a couple of years' time. How old is he? He's 22, I think. Good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's no age at all, if we're being completely honest. And if he um, has a good season or two at West Ham United, his price tag, while it will increase, he's going to get better clubs sniffing around him. So I think for his development, for his progression, I think it's the right move to now come to the Premier League. I think Thomas Partey may have been on the phone to him discussing the positives of playing in this league. But when you talk about who's a better club out Ajax and West Ham, of course it's Ajax. Of course. But like you've just touched on, players don't think about that these days. They think about where they'll get the best um, opportunity to play games at a good level, at a high level, um, a good league, which the Premier League is, week in, week out. Wages, I think, 
that that's that's a big incentive for players these days. And also London. London, like he's been in what? Amsterdam, it's a great city. London's not bad either. So it's a win-win situation for Kudus. But look, yeah, I agree with you. I think if we had managed to shift the likes of Balogun, Pepe, etc., early on in the window, this move may have um potentially materialized for Arsenal. But the fact is like we've been too slow, well, not necessarily slow, but it's been difficult to move these players due to wages or due to play uh, due to teams not um, being in for them or not meeting our price tag. So it is what it is. Um, we wish him the best. So yeah, I'm sure there's other opportunities and other players that will come uh, from the market in in a few months' time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that you know there's, there's always plenty of fish in the sea. Uh, as, as, as people would say, and I think there are certainly going to be more options for Arsenal if they want to move for a player later on in the window. You know, let's say on deadline day or the couple of days for deadline day, Arsenal have moved out the players that need to move out and they want to bring in a forward player. You know, it'd be interesting to see if I do end up moving for somebody. I'd love it, Barretche Eze. I tell you, he's a fantastic oh. player. Um, yeah. I'm not sure he can really play in a position that we use. Uh, you know, Odegaard's obviously he's more of a tank. 10, isn't he? He is, so it would be a case of playing in where either one of Odegaard or Havertz plays. Um, but uh, a right-sided play, you know, Michael Elise's buyout clause no longer exists after his new contract. It's difficult to see who Arsenal would um, maybe go for. I mean, anyone off the top of your head, you've got like Nico Williams at Athletic Club, you've got Pedro Gonçalves at Sporting. Um, it's not... a we're not strong of loads of options yeah we're not we're not i think kudos out of all the options he was the player that got me uh, more excited in terms mm. of potentially bringing him in i thought the fee seemed to be a bargain as well for that player at that level at that age it, it fit what arteta and edu want in this market and what they want for for this team going forwards but yeah there are players out there nico williams does he have a buyout course yeah, it's about 40-ish million pounds, I think, um, the buyout clause. Could you see him leaving Bilbao? Um, maybe. It's it's interesting. Like, obviously, he's... Neto, uh, that's a good point. I forgot about Neto. Neto, yeah. I mean, Neto's an intriguing one because, obviously, the, the injury to Batas is yeah. not great. Um, they seemed, he's against Manchester United, he seemed back to that level. He was good. fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. he did look good. But then he didn't have... An amazing game against Brighton. Um, so, again, yeah, it's difficult. Uh, it's difficult to see if Neto, he would be a, a risk, I think, to move for somebody. You know, like Neto, as Tom in the chat box points out, um, and he says he's still holding out the hopes uh, as an eternal optimist that we move in at the last minute and hijack the deal, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I mentioned outgoings. Pepe uh, in talks with two um, Saudi sides. Uh, Balogun, we're expected to see... An improved offer from Monaco, uh, suggestions that, you know, it will be upwards of 40 million euros, which is a really good sign. Um, we could be getting as close to, if not more than 40 million pounds. So fingers crossed, you know, that'd be great. Um, but what do you make of the potential of those two leaving in the next few days or so? Bring me the money, man. Bring me the money. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. And not in a bad way, not in a way like I want them out at all. Like just get them out. But I just think they don't fit. Um, they're not. They're not part of our plans. If we're being uh, completely honest, and I think they want to move. They want to uh, further their careers away from Arsenal. 
And that's fair enough. But at the end of the day, we need to get what we believe is the market value. And we talk about Balogun. Not many teams have uh, really met that asking price as of now. Monaco have been interested. Chelsea have been interested. But none of those teams have met that asking price. And until they do, we're in a good position. And I think we spoke about it yesterday. I think as the days go go past in, in, in terms of uh, towards the end of the deadline day, teams will start to get a bit uh, desperate. And you never know. They may start forking out insane amounts of money because then I think Arsenal... Arsenal are biding the time. I think Arsenal are being very sensible. They've been very clever. And I think they realise that they've got a player, in terms of Balogun specifically, that has market value, that does have teams who want that kind of player, that has that ability to like fork up or fetch around £50 million. Fulham have been linked. They need a striker. Chelsea, they want a striker. Uh, Monaco, they want a striker. So there's teams that want a striker. So I think Arsenal are biding their time. They probably think to themselves, well, look, we'll, someone will meet our asking price. It is a risk because if they don't, then you're in a situation where he stays at Arsenal um, or you you basically have wasted like two months trying to get £50 million and someone comes in for him and you probably get £35 million. And in terms of Pepe, um, I'm glad there's been teams in around Saudi Arabia Um who, who are interested in Pepe. And I think I read the report yesterday that we could potentially get a fee out of this deal. So yeah. that would be decent. That would be decent. I'm not holding out any hope, if I'm being completely honest. I still think he'll go to Turkey. Um, but again, it's one, it's one to see what happens in terms of that. But I think now we're starting to see a bit of movement. And I think it's been a bit quiet in terms of transfers over the last week or so. Not much has happened. But give it a few few days, let this weekend's fixtures pass. And next week, things will get hectic. I'm 100% sure. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think it's obviously, it always usually does. You know, despite the fact that we know that clubs like to have things planned, um, and I think that obviously yeah, we know that things change very quickly in the last moments and opportunities become available. And that's why deadline day is so popular. And, you know, you see deals crop out of nowhere. Uh, I think, like, you know, you think about, I think the Sabbaths are one to Man United in January. Like that was yeah. one that just kind of just came out of absolutely nowhere. Um, so you never know. Uh, Arsenal moving for Tommy Asu happened very, very quickly on deadline day. The, the Partey deal materialised very, very quickly, despite mm. it being all hour throughout the entirety of that window, you know. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, I was thinking while you were talking there about other options as well. I think one player that's not being talked about a lot is Amin Guiri at uh, mm. Rennes. He's not really been talked about, and he's had two really good seasons mm. uh, in Liga. He plays as a left winger, he plays as a right winger, he plays as a centre forward. Uh, he played the majority of games last season, just having a look um, on the at centre forwards, uh, but played on the right and played on the left. He had 15 goals, five assists uh, in that campaign. That was the first season he played for, for Ren. The season before he was playing for Nice, uh, he got 10 goals, nine assists in Liga, playing again left, centre, right. So, Again, there are attacking options out there. So maybe we see something surprising happen, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. And lastly, uh, it seems that Arsenal still needs, you know, after Timber's injury, a, a defender. And uh, Mark Gehi is the player being talked about. Something Mott Bell and the Mail mentioning this yesterday. Do you think it's possible to tempt Palace into a sale this late on in the window? Mm, no, no. I think Arsenal 
do like the player. I think they've probably had a long standing interest in Gwehi, but I just think with like low this is like how many days, six days left of the window? Mm. Like closes next Friday, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, Steve Parrish, he's like notorious in terms of being hard to um like negotiate with. And look what he's done with Chelsea in terms of that Alisa deal. Not many expected Alisa would still be a Crystal Palace player. But Parish managed to hold, uh, keep hold of him at the club, and I think it's going to take a big, big bid for um, Arsenal to basically prize away Gwehi. Uh, but I just can't see it happening. You're probably looking of upwards of fifty million pounds to start to start the conversation. Like that's where I think it is. I think at the start of the window, you're probably talking forty million pounds to start the conversation with Crystal Palace because then at least it gives them time to find a replacement. But when six days left of the window, he's a vital, vital player for Crystal Palace. Like, he's the main centre-back alongside Yaki Manderson. Like, they, Crystal Palace, they, they, they're vital to their system and they're vital for Crystal Palace having a successful season. And if they were to lose Gwehi so late into the window... They, they, would, they would be in a difficult position. And I don't think the Crystal Palace fans would be too impressed by that. So I just can't see it happen. And I think I think Arsenal do like the player. I'm not surprised by that. I think he fits what Mikel Arteta wants from a centre-back. Again, he's right-sided. Again, we spoke about the fact that what's Arsenal's... Where, where, what player do Arsenal need more? A left-sided player or a right-sided player? And people are torn, but again... Right-sided in terms of the options, a bit minimal. Ben White, Saliba, I know Tommy Asu can do that job. But when we talk about the depth that we have in the left-sided options, it's a bit more. But, yeah, I just can't see it happen. And I think there's better players, not necessarily better, but there's better options in the market that we can get more value. We spoke about yesterday, Simakan for, what, £35 million, potentially, the price being touted. That's a great deal. That's a great deal. And there's always inflation when you talk about Premier League players and especially um, when you're dealing with difficult owners in terms of Tony Bloom and Steve Parrish. So, yeah, I just can't see it happening. Yeah, no, neither can I. Can't happen. Uh, do a little bit of breaking news. Um, while we're here, uh, Millwall are set to sign Brook Norton Cuffey on loan uh, for the course of this season. Doesn't look like there's any information in the report by London News. Uh, Richard Cordy reporting the story um, regarding this. Doesn't seem there's going to be an option or anything like that. But obviously, he spent last season on loan with uh, with Coventry in the second half in which they got to the playoff final and lost to Luton. Uh, and he spent the first half of the season with Rotherham. So I think Millwall, you know, last season, they're, they're a side that are, I think trying to constantly look to try themselves to get into the um, into the playoffs. So it's they. I think they missed out by one. Was it one position? Yeah, it's the final position? final day. I think two, three, four. Yeah, the last day they missed out by one point, um, two points. Uh, on, no, it is one point. Yeah, on the uh, on the playoffs. So uh, a team that'll be looking to try and do that again. I think does Daniel Ballard still play uh, for Millwall, uh, or did he go to Blackpool permanently? He Sunderland now. Actually. Sunderland, he, yeah, Sunderland. Um, Permanent. It was Blackpool on loan, Millwall on loan, and then he signed for Sunderland. So there you Permanent. go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does ring a bell now. But uh, yeah, so Britain on Cuffey will be at uh, Millwall next season, it seems, if these reports are indeed accurate um, for the forthcoming campaign. So in 19 years of age, is Britain mm-hmm. on Cuffey. So uh, 
lots to come from him still. Uh, any final thoughts, Uma, or anything that you think we've not touched on? Um, no, I think it's, it's a quite a day in terms of transfer-related news uh, with Arsenal. But I'm looking forward to the game um, this weekend. I think it's our final time before um, we catch up again next week. But yeah, it's, hopefully Arsenal can, like you just touched on at the start of the show, put out a good performance. A comfortable perform- performance would be very nice. Uh, we've had two games where it's been a bit nervy uh, towards the end of the game. We just want a nice 3-0, 4-0 victory. Uh, nice day at the Emirates. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Uh, thank you everyone in the chat box. Really appreciate your time as always. Uh, been absolutely fantastic as per. And uh, fingers crossed we can bring you some really positive news in the next few days or so. Uh, well, I won't be around for the next few days, but uh, Umar will. Uh, so I'm sure he'll be bringing you any news that drops in the next 24 hours. Of course, I'll be back on Monday. Uh, oh, off on Monday. He's a double checker. I might be off on Monday. Um, no, I'm in. I'm on. Um, so, yeah, back Monday. Off Wednesday uh, next week. So, uh, you'll see me on Monday, but uh, Umar and Charlie will be keeping you up to date uh, over the weekend, uh, over the course of the game. Let's keep our fingers crossed for a big result, but make sure you tune in tomorrow morning at 10am once again. Umar, thank you for your time, mate, as always. Much appreciated, bro, and hope you enjoy your well-deserved rest. Thanks, pal. Very much appreciated. I will. Uh, Have a fantastic weekend, people. See you soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.